Yay. Thanks, Izzy. Here we go. There you go. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, good morning. Morning. Good morning. My name is Tom. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. And we are honored and blessed to have a Arizona <laughs> resident join us this morning. And here, here comes some excellent camera work right here. We want to um, Susan Cludas. Right. Say hi to everybody. Over here. Look at the camera. No, look at the camera. Here. There you go. No way. Hi, Susan. Hi, everybody. There we go. There we go. And I'd like to read to you from today's daily word with our open message. Father's lesson. I bless all fathers with thoughts of gratitude. I am grateful for fathers, grandfathers, stepfathers, and all the father figures who care for children and families. I pray they are called always to follow their guidance and acts to express divine love. I envision their hearts and minds open to receive blessings, strength, patience, and tenderness. I see them supported in all they are called to do and are comforted during times of struggle. I pray also for children, young old, as they remember their fathers. May cherish memories, bring smiles and warmth. And may the love remain alive forever in their hearts and minds. And for all those who are on healing or forgiveness journey, I pray that divine love heals and comforts them on a path towards lasting peace. May the peace and love of God fill their hearts today and every day. The Lord bless you and keep you. And that's from number 624. And now join us in singing while Mike and Karen lead us in Surely the Presence. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. I can feel my power and the grace. I can feel the rush of angels. I see glory on each face. Surely. Presence of God's love is in this place. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. 
I can feel the mighty power and the grace. I can feel the rush of angel wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God together. Now, please stand up and join us in singing while Mike and Sam lead us in our welcoming song, Open the Eyes of My Heart. <laughs>
<laughs> there we go. All right. Well, incredibly huge gathering here. We're just going to stand up and greet our neighbors. Of course, you folks online, we're seeing you, so be sure to wave. Here we go. We believe in our oneness 
with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God prayer. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in the so now for our son of joy, Karen Michael, lead us in. Heart of the Father, close to the sanctuary. Stand up, be loud. Okay. I've never known a love like yours. So intimate, so powerful. And I've tasted, I've seen, and nothing comes close. I've never known a love like yours. Jesus, your name is power. It's breath and living water. And your spirit guides me to the heart father let your praise ring louder every day and every hour because your spirit guides me to the heart of the father i've never felt at home like this just like a child so innocent I'm safe inside your arms Cause you won't let go I've never known a love like yours No, Jesus, your name is power It's breath and living water And your spirit guides me To the heart of the Father Let your praise ring louder Every day and every hour, because your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. Sing praise. We sing praise. We sing praise. God, we sing praise.
every day and every hour as your spirit guides me to the heart of the father jesus your name is power is breath and living water and your spirit guides me to the heart of the father let your praise ring louder every day and every hour as your spirit Thank you. Such a glorious, glorious song. And this morning, we are honored and blessed to find Susan as we're reading today. Uh, the 12th power of June is imagination and Last week, Audrey talked to us about that. The reading today is called Choosing What to Imagine by Reverend David B. Adams. How often have we been told when facing some new prospect or challenge to use our imagination? As a child, doing so turned a hollow underneath a large shrub into the most powerful fortress in the world. I imagined myself the protector of this fortress, defending it from monsters of every type. This created endless hours of excitement and fun, the byproduct of a vivid imagination. At night, that same vivid imagination couldn't leave me lying frozen in bed, certain that something under the bed would get me if I moved. Were these things in either case real? No, but the fantastic joy or paralyzing fear they generated felt quite real. According to the revealing word, our imagination is the faculty of mind that visualizes and forms. It is the way in which we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance. When used in cooperation with our other spiritual faculties, in alignment, with the Christ within, it is the dynamic instrument with which we lay hold of a divine idea, envision that idea brought to fulfillment and ultimately bring into being. However, it is important to remember that imagination will operate according to the framework of your consciousness. In other words, your imagination will function according to the truth you are living in the moment. If your ongoing focus is on creating a life of joy, being the best expression of the Christ you can be in any moment, these faculties will harness their energy into making this a reality. If your ongoing focus is of fear, lack, or disharmony, whether ideas you consciously cling to or the embedded beliefs from society or your upbringing, these same faculties will harness their energy toward this reality. James Dillett Freeman mentions in Imagination and the Law of Mind Action, the idea of turning our ideas on and off when we're working to 
toward the right of imagination. I find this problem. Let me read that again because that didn't make sense. Gotta get those commas in the right place. He mentioned the idea of turning our ideas on and off when we are working towards the right use of imagination. I find it problematic when I am in the thick of fearful thoughts, trying to shut down those thoughts by just thinking positive proves ineffective and frustrating. As I see it, every thought I have is the bearer of some information. It either offers insight toward my next step or points towards learning or healing that is available. When we meet thoughts with understanding, the information they contain can be revealed. I ask questions like, what is this thought creating? Who do I wish to be in this moment? My imagination affords an opportunity to observe, reshape, and reframe those thoughts so I can recognize or envision the good that is present. This leads to the next important step, action. Without a willingness to act based on what it is we desire to call forth, our imaginations are little more than daydreams. If, however, our mind is fixed on the one power and presence always working on our behalf, then our imagination will find ways we can express that truth in our thoughts, words, and actions. From this point of power, our next steps will be revealed toward bringing any desire into expression. Our work is, our work is to move from revelation to action. In Christian Healing, Unity founder Charles Fillmore said, the highest and best work of the imagination is the marvelous transformation that it works in character. Using imagination to source divine ideas and envision their demonstration in the world will bring forth the life of joy and abundance we each desire. And what will that look like? Well, use your imagination. And this came from one of the latest um, Unity booklets, Love, Healing, and Abundance, Bringing Spiritual Wisdom to Life. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. We imagine an excellent, excellent vision. Um, please join us. In our meditation song, as Mike and Sharon lead us in one of my favorites, Long Time Sunshine.
Thank you so much. That was great. That was great. And now for affirmations, please join us. I am the God of love. I am the love of God in expression. I'm truly thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and the perfect way. And as today is the third Sunday of the month, we will be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And hallelujah. privileged to have a different speaker here each and every Sunday. The first or the third Sundays are very special to us. We are honored and blessed this Sunday as Reverend Rosella Sims returns to our sanctuary and to your Zoom screens to share the truth and light as we explore spiritualizing our humanness in her teaching, where is healing to be found? Good morning, everybody. Happy Father's Day to everyone. <laughs> I want to start with um, a, a prayer by St. Francis this morning. I just love this prayer. It's, it says, God would kneel down. That's what the title of it is. I think God might be a little prejudiced. For once he asked me to join him on a walk through this world, and we gazed into every heart on this earth, and I noticed he lingered a bit longer before any face that was weeping and before any eyes that were laughing. And sometimes when we pass a soul in worship, God would kneel down too. I have come to learn God adores his creation. I love that. I love that. 
So today is Father's Day, and I remember when I had a pulpit ministry that it was a hard day for a lot of people. And so what I would always say to them is that within each of us, we all have that masculine and feminine aspects. And if you had that perfect father, what would he have been like? And then once I identified it, then I would say, go be that. Go be that. Because that's what your heart is craving. That's what your soul knows. So go be that and give it away. So that's what I say to you today. Go be that. And when we talk about all of that, we're talking about healing. You know, unity has the very roots of it, the very foundation of it is based in healing. Healing and prayer are at its roots. And uh, when the film wars, before they actually uh, created the movement, they studied with Mary Baker Eddy, who was the head of the Christian scientists religion, them and Irma, Erna, uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins all studied together and they made a decision that it wasn't quite right for them. And so they split off and created their own movements. Emma Curtis Hopkins created religious science while the Fillmore's created unity. And they believed that not only did they believe, they knew because of their own experiences that um, healing was just the changing of consciousness. And so today I want to talk to you about that, about healing and what healing is. And I'm gonna start with uh, a quote that a lot of you have heard and often it pushes buttons. And I love to push buttons because then I say, let's look at it. What is it about? So the, the phrase is, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. You are a spiritual being. Oftentimes that, that pushes people's buttons, but what does it really mean? It means that your spiritual nature is the reality of who you are. That's what it means. Robert Brummett in his book, The Quest of Meaning, uses this analogy to explain it, and I love it. The relationship of our spiritual nature and our human nature is like a hand in a glove. A glove is useful if it fits the hand and if it's flexible and responsive to the movement of the hand. If a glove is still and brittle, it is not responsive. If the glove is too large or too small, it doesn't serve us well. So the role of our human nature is to serve as an expression of our spiritual nature. And to the degree that it does, we will live with ease and grace and joy. 
And to the degree that it doesn't, we will find ourselves experiencing suffering. So we are spiritual beings expressing ourselves as human beings. Now from our thinking brain, they appear very different. They are separate, but in reality, they're not. And another good analogy of this is water. Water takes on many forms, yet it is still the same substance. It will appear in solid forms as ice and snow, in liquid forms as water, in gas as vapor or steam. Solid ice appears to be very different from the invisible water vapor, yet it is the very same essence. Our solid body may appear very different from the invisible spirit, yet it is the very same essence. So there is no difference between your spirituality and your humanness. It is simply one of perspective. So the reality is that we are both spiritual and human simultaneously both. So why is this so important? Because thinking that we are separate leads us to think that we are separate in the world. In reality, the body and mind cannot be separated for they both in essence are spirit. And thinking of them as separate creates boundaries, illusionary boundaries. But how is it, how many of you, when you leave Centralia and perhaps go to Chehalis or wherever you are, I know Ruth is from California, from one city to the next, how many of you see the boundary line when you cross it? We don't see it, but we know that it's there. We have a belief that is there. That is what we do when we think the spiritual part of us is separate from the human part of us. So why is this important? We know that conventional medicine and science have largely ignored the existence of our spiritual nature and have historically acknowledged little relationship between mind and body. Most healing modalities are still concerned only with symptoms, healing the symptom. If the symptom shows up on the physical, the treatment is usually a medication of some type. If the symptom shows up in the mental or the emotional, it's usually talk therapy or sometimes a drug is prescribed. If the symptom shows up on the spiritual, then treatment is usually given by a minister or a priest or a rabbi. But spiritual healing is different. It addresses every dimension of our nature. In reality, every level of our spiritual, of our being is spiritual. 
So spiritual healing includes all these levels. In today's world, we have delineations between doctors and psychologists and clergy. But that wasn't the way it was in ancient times. In ancient times, a healer was a healer. And they would work with the whole person. And body, mind, and spirit were seen as one. So spiritual healing is the movement toward a greater wholeness of being. We must address all levels. So it can include any form of conventional or alternative healing, and it isn't a function of the treatment method as much as a function of the view that we hold and how we incorporate that view into the healing process. One of my favorite scriptures and one that I speak of often when I talk is from the book of Thomas. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth that which is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. In other words, awareness or know thyself. Spiritual healing can occur every time we see it as a greater opportunity for greater awareness. When we do this, we express more from our wholeness. Uh, this morning when we were saying the Lord's Prayer and we said, Hallowed be thy name, I was thinking about that because Hallowed comes from the word wholeness. Holy, wholeness, Hallowed, they're all from that same word. I know that most of you know that I'm a person that healed of MS in uh, 1991. So when I healed, I actually went through the experience in the 80s. I tried the traditional medical model at first, but it only got worse after I did that. And it wasn't until I began to address the all of me, my mind, my body, and my spirit, in other words, my consciousness, that I began to get well. I was holding so much stress within my body as a result of the beliefs that I held about myself. I had so many secrets I would never tell anyone thinking that they would hate me or dislike me if they really knew who I was. My relationships were and could never be very deep because, because I could not become vulnerable and honest. I was filled with shame and judgment about myself. And so I found a spiritual counselor who listened and coaxed those secrets out. And one by one, they came and one by one, they were accepted. As I did this work, I began to realize and care for myself in different ways than I'd ever cared for before. I started cleaning my body inside and out, cleaning my consciousness, 
cleaning my mind of destructive air thoughts, meditating more on the truth of my being, learning how to communicate in healthy ways where I didn't give my power away, looking at my body feels and mind as my responsibility to keep clean and in order. And I look to Unity's teachings as my guide, especially Unity's five-step prayer method regularly. Relaxation, meditation, concentration, realization, and thanksgiving. In other words, I practiced wholeness. Have you ever thought about what you're doing when you take an aspirin to get rid of a, a headache? We're not really healing anything, even if it's gone. We're only getting rid of a symptom, which was the headache. But something else is out of order. Now, I'm not suggesting that you give up medications, but I am suggesting that you also check your thinking. Are your thoughts causing you anxiety? Are your beliefs causing you anxiety? Are you judging yourself? Are you comparing yourself? Check your body. Are you holding stress? How has your diet been? Are you feeding it healthy foods? Have you been doing your spiritual practice, meditating daily, releasing old consciousness that you might still be having that you no longer need, using affirmations and denials to change your mind. I invite you to have a list of these questions that you can ask yourself every day and put them into practice. The reason I wrote that first little book, The Magic Between a Turtle and a Butterfly is because the butterfly and the turtle help each other find the light. And it is in the light it is when we become still and know God, when we go to that place and just be, that light, God, consciousness washes over us. We don't have to know what is out of balance, what is out of order. It will just do it for us. As I've gotten older, I've noticed that my consciousness is changing again, that there are certain foods that I can no longer eat. They don't agree with me. And that reminded me of the Fillmore's. And as they aged, they opened up the very first vegetarian restaurant in our country, the Unity Inn. And they did it because that's what they noticed as they spiritualized their consciousness, that they could no longer eat animal products. Here's another example of healing, healing that we need to think about. Stephen Levine tells of an experience that made him redefine his understanding of healing. Robin had been working on healing her cancer through a variety of techniques for almost three years. The cancer had gone into remission, but after nine months, it returned in force. She was in extreme pain. Robin looked, to, looked at Levine and, and asked, 
should I stop trying to heal my cancer and just let myself die? Deeply moved by the question, his mind had no answer. From his heart, he responded, the real question is, where is healing to be found? Robin began to investigate the nature of healing as it related to her condition. At one point, she requested a healing circle. Several healers, known, several well-known healers formed a circle around her and filled her body with a powerful healing energy. A week later, Robin discovered 30 new tumors on her body. She said, the healing worked. My heart has never been more open and it seems the disease is coming to completion. In a three week period before her death, Robin said that she experienced a sense of wholeness that she had never known before. You see, healing comes in many forms and sometimes death is part of the healing. Wholeness has many faces. It is essential that we let our minds and hearts be open to healing and the wholeness in the very deepest sense. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. In other words, we are consciousness come to form. And one of the purposes of our human experiences is to discover that we are gods in disguise. Recently, I've heard, and I, I love this thought, that we are stardust, formed stardust. Perhaps suffering in all of its myriads of forms is but a symptom of the unawareness of our spiritual nature. Perhaps our suffering is the result of the illusion that we are only human. We could say that our suffering may serve a very useful function. It can serve as an incentive, as an opportunity to let go of the illusion and embrace the truth that we are much more than our bodies. Maybe an opportunity to become more than we have been. Myrtle Fillmore, our co-founder of Unity once said, I am a child of God, and therefore I do not inherit sickness. She went on to all the life centers in her body and spoke words of truth to them, words of strength, words of power. And every day for 15 minutes, she would sit in silence, knowing others were joining her in consciousness, and they would hold this statement, <coughs> excuse me, God is all goodness and everywhere present. He is the loving father and I am his child and all and have all his attributes of life and love and truth and intelligence. In him is all health, strength, wisdom and harmony. And as his child, they become mine by a recognition of the truth that God is. 
that God is all. This small group of people became known as the Silent 70, which is at the very roots of our unity um, message and our unity movement. So I invite you just to take a deep breath now, close your eyes. Let's just take this. Let's take this into meditation. So we close our eyes to the outside world. We open our eyes to the inside world. Be still and know God. Be still and know God. In this silent, sacred, holy place, this is where we take communion. This is where we make a conscious connection with God with love, with joy, with all things good. I invite you just to be still. Just become still and just be in this silence. You are spirit. Come to take form and you get to choose what that form is. And then you get to give it away. Thank you, God. Thank you for this beloved life, this holy instant. And so it is. Amen. As always, we deeply appreciate your light and your love, Reverend Rosella. <clears throat> also wanted to um, comment on, once again, the synchronicity that abounds around us. Um, earlier this week, Mary texted me a, a, a song called New Costumes by Liam Lynch, and, and it says exactly the same thing. So I invite you to check that out. Um, all right. While we are here together physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who donates to Unity um, with their finances by mail. We appreciate any checks. They're sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And finally, the donation tab is back up on our website. So all you people who want to, want to um, digitally send us cash and finances so that we can continue to do such an awesome job. Thank you very much. Everyone, we appreciate deeply all of the ways that you give of your time, talent, and treasure. 
Now let's hold these offerings in our, our hands or in our hearts as we say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And so it is. And so it is. Mike will play a little instrumental. say our blessing and thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And if you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, Please raise your hand and mute and tell us who it is or hold them quietly in our hearts. Members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the children, women, and men who are displaced by war. The members of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home and all of those who are healing from any type of emotional hurt today. Please join me in our healing prayer. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them with your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And please stand and join us in our prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God holds us. 
The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Let's all join the circle. And for the folks in the sanctuary and folks in Zoomland, we know you're with us too as we sing our song of peace. Please do join us in Galilee Zoom. Thanks yeah. to everyone who made our Sunday service possible. Mike and Karen Merker for their uplifting music. Reverend Rosella Sims for her inspiring teaching. Susan for her blessed reason. And as always, Johnny, Penny, and Susan for making this actually work. And Tom. Let there be peace on earth and let me get with me. Let there be peace on earth, a peace that was meant to be. Take each moment and live each moment in 